0: citizens of earth. Welcome to Accelerative Thrust, the first official podcast of the Accelerative Thrust. Yes, this is something that I've uh, had in the works uh, that I've been saying for like two months now that I'm going to do. And here it is finally, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, episode number one of the Accelerative Thrust podcast. First and foremost, before I get this all kicked off and everything, I'd like to thank Carl Bush. Um, he's a a dude who I've known since high school and, uh, he's the one who actually directed me to the hosting website that this is going to be available through Transistor. And, uh, I'm not really a hundred percent sure. I'm, I'm really new at this whole thing. Uh, and, uh, I'm going to find out some more info from Carl because the way that I process info that is explained to me is nothing like what it used to be. Not that it was remarkable in the past, but from what I understand, uh, this is going, this podcast is going to be available on Spotify, iTunes, and, um, and also, uh, YouTube, because I am going to post it on the YouTube channel, Accelerative Thrust. Uh, you'll probably be seeing more of that than anything on that channel right now. Um, I'm kind of, uh, at the, I'm not doing a lot of album reviews lately for, you know, a couple of reasons. Uh, number one, I'm I've been unproductive quite a bit lately. I have to just admit that. Uh, but also, I haven't really had any interest in doing album reviews lately. Um, I've been watching um, some other channels, such as The Needle Drop. Um, you know, of course, Anthony Fantano. He's been in the album review game on YouTube for years. Uh, I've been watching Mike C Town a lot he does some excellent, uh, uh, well, he's, he's part of a, uh, hip hop, um, I guess, uh, review team, you could call it. And they have a YouTube channel called dead end, dead end hip hop. And, um, he also does his own channel where he actually, he's actually uh, very well versed in a lot of different styles of music. And he does a really great job of, um, uh, talking about his record collections, and basically, I've surrendered to the fact that I just think that there's other people that do the album review thing, um, uh, and there's a lot of people, and they all do it really great. And uh, so, I kind of want to head the, uh, I kind of want to take the Accelerated Thrust YouTube channel into a different direction, and I'm not really quite sure. What direction that's going to be but in the meantime i'm going to be doing these podcasts um i really like the podcast medium i did a podcast many years ago and uh it it was kind of a failed one but um i I mean it wasn't failed because i mean i got i i did like 13 episodes and got them up but you know it just i didn't i didn't go past the 13 episodes uh but anyway, um, yeah, this is going to be a little bit different than uh, the um, YouTube channel in that uh, the main focal point that I'm probably going to be talking about at the end of the day is going to be music, but it's not just going to be music. Um, I'm going to talk about a lot of different um, subjects and I'm going to have a lot of guests. And rather than call them interviews, I'm actually going to. I actually prefer to use the word conversations in this situation. Um, And the idea that I have is uh, that I am going to um, every guest that I have on the uh, podcast, I am going to talk with them about a specific subject, Um, whether I pick it or whether the guest picks it. I mean, that's. That's something that we're just going to have to reach in the hat and draw out for in the future. Uh, but I like that aura of kind of uncertainty and I guess um, spontaneous, spontane, yeah, I can't even talk. Uh, I'm I'm just going to call it uh, spontaneous, even though that doesn't finish the sentence properly because apparently I can't uh, pronunciate words Anymore Or pronounce words anymore I don't even know what, like, if I'm uh, even human anymore at this point I mean, uh, everything that's been going on in the country, in the world uh, It's really been a, uh, a, an eerie feeling Just all around society collapsing and everything like that uh, But then at the same time you you uh hold on to hope and you just kind of feel like uh you know one day everything is going to be okay at least i do or at least i try to it's hard it's hard in these trying times for sure but anyway uh what you can expect from this podcast is exactly what i just explained i'm going to you know i'm going to be doing these uh ramblings probably for the first like 10 minutes and then I'll, uh, transition into, uh, if I have a guest, not every episode is probably going to have a guest, but if I have a guest, then I will transition into, into, uh, that after about 10 minutes of just talking, you know, uh, BSing like I am right now. Uh, so the guest, uh, the very first guest on this podcast is, uh, Alex Christ from, uh, From closet, which I made a, I think I made a little joke. Um, and he says he gets it a lot where I was like, are you related to Jesus? And, (laughs) and he was just, he, he just said that he, he gets that all the time. And, uh, you know, it, it, you know, we're just, you know, screwing around, man. We're just, uh, you know, bros having having a time you know having having the time of our lives just joking around that's what guys do man we we screw around with each other right uh but anyway uh alex is a really good guy i first met him Jeez, it's probably been about 10 years at this point it doesn't seem like it time is just going by so fast so quickly nowadays i remember i was watching the minute men documentary um we jam econo which uh, is a very great documentary great music documentary about a really amazing band all of you guys um well not all of you but I'm assuming that a good portion of you probably know who Minutemen is. Maybe not. But um, they were uh, just uh, an incredible band, and the documentary was great. But there was um, uh, a—and I don't remember who they were interviewing. It wasn't—I don't think it was one of the members of the— I don't think it was Mike Watt or George, the two surviving members of the Minutemen but it was somebody who said that back in the 80s, time used to go by so slow. And that got me thinking is there a possibility that time is something that can be adjusted through the way that we interact? Because I know that when I sit down and I look at things on my phone or my computer, Six hours feels like two minutes sometimes. And it does seem like when I was like seven years old in 1987, before we had access to all of these things, it does seem like time did go by slow and people were taking their time growing up. So that's just, that, that just struck me as very interesting and so 10 years ago when I met Alex Christ feels to me like a year ago and I could go back to like 20 years ago and that just feels like a lifetime. Uh, so anyway, that didn't make any sense at all. I completely contradicted myself. That was not what I meant to say <laughs> because 10 years ago, Uh, wait, maybe it was what I meant to say. I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to quit talking. Uh, take it as it is, ladies and gentlemen, who cares? Uh, we're all, you know, we're all, um, we're all humans. You know, we, uh, we interpret things how we want to. Uh, but anyway, uh, that's one of the things too, to embrace is that we all make mistakes. So Alex and I, um, we met each other probably about 10 years ago. He was in a band called Muldoon's clever girls. And, uh, he, uh, uh, him and Royce from the band Muldoon's clever girls have went on to form the awesome closet, Witch with my good friends, Corey and Molly, um, Royce was the drummer of Muldoon's, uh, and Alex's bandmate. And, um, He's also in been in other projects, including another band called Piss Exorcist, and he's just an all-around great guy. So we had a conversation about Closet Witch and what they're up to, and uh, rock and roll conspiracies, and it was a really, really good time and a really great conversation. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna quit rambling here, and I am going to uh, let you hopefully enjoy my conversation with. Alex Christ of Closet Witch. Uh, uh, uh. Hey, Alex. Hey, I'm trying to figure out see you. Uh, I don't see you. Okay, now I see you. Uh, I think I've got my video off. Hold on. Yeah, here's my video right here. Can you see me now?
1: No, but I can definitely hear you. So it's not a big deal.
0: Okay. Yeah. Oh, now you see me?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. Cool. How you doing, man? Not too bad. Around a chair real quick. Are we putting the video in this? No, no, no. Nope, this is strictly... Just audio? Yep, yeah, this is strictly just audio, yes. Cool, cool,
1: cool, because I'm to be smoking.
0: <laughs> well, that, that is well, um, a a good yeah, fair no. warning. But how you been, man? Oh, I've been doing pretty good. How about yourself?
1: Oh, uh, not bad. trying to stay busy at work, but... With everything going on, it's kind of hard to keep a steady flow.
0: Yeah, it's really difficult right now for everybody, I think. uh, I've been really unproductive the last, like, two or three weeks. Yeah. I've been going through my uh, Spotify playlist, and I've been making, like, uh, full discography uh, playlists of bands that I... uh, I probably should have been into over the past like few years growing up but that I never really for whatever reason whether I just didn't I I don't know for whatever reason I never uh, got into them. And so uh, I'm discovering a lot of uh, new music right now that uh, I uh, I'm like kind of kicking myself for not being into uh, this whole time you know what I mean. Yeah, and, yeah, definitely. And, like, so, you know, some uh, some examples are, like, uh, Tom Waits, uh, you know, the band Flipper, uh, Jawbreaker. I don't know if you're familiar with any of those artists or not.
1: Definitely Flipper and Jawbreaker, but I'd be lying if I said I was, like, I knew a lot about them. Uh, sure. Jawbreaker's play a band that I've definitely needed to, do a d- deep dive into yeah, yeah. That's kind of how I've been too. Kind of a legendary
0: band is it? Am I, am I? I might be mixing them up. Yeah, no, they're they're definitely like influential. Like actually, if you if you go back and listen to the stuff that they were doing in like uh, nineteen between like nineteen ninety 1990 and nineteen ninety five, uh, it's definitely like one of those situations where it's like I can't believe that somebody was making this kind of music during that era, you know what I mean? Oh. Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah, and so like you definitely hear like their influence in a lot of like new bands in that sort of grittier sort of pop punk type stuff, uh-huh. you know?
1: Yeah. For sure. Yeah. do that. Ben. How you been, man? Uh not bad, just trying to stay busy. Uh we we've been kind of taking some time off. Uh, it's just been kind of like spiking a little bit too much for us. So we took a couple weeks off. I should have been writing the whole time, but I wasn't. So just been working and staying busy, but that's about it.
0: Yeah. I think that that's kind of, uh, you know, that's just what, what is going on with a lot of people right now, because it's just a lot of uncertainty right now and not much has changed other than the fact that there are people out there, uh, Protesting to open back up.
1: <laughs> you think we started? It was almost like May first. Everybody was just like, "Yeah, COVID's over." And it was like, "Okay." I mean, if that's what you think, but right. I don't, just went to the store yesterday, and it was like all the shelves were wiped out. It was like day one again. So yep. I, don't, I haven't been digging too. I, I went to one store. I mean, so I didn't like check out like Ivy or anything else. So. I wasn't panicking, but it's already like okay, we're doing this again and all the toilet paper's gone. It's just the fan aisle now for us. They don't even have the toilet paper aisle.
0: Yeah, I mean at this point, uh it's it almost seems like uh we're just gonna repeat this cycle every two or three months. Oh, oh yeah. So they're
1: open like racing down here and that makes me pretty nervous.
0: Yeah, they were di- they actually uh in the, the town that is right up from where we live, West Liberty, I heard, I don't know if this is true or not, but I had heard that they're um, going to be doing races there as well.
1: No, I think, yeah, I think it's statewide. Everybody's doing it. So I know the whole crew I'm working with is going down. So I don't know. Monday will be a lot of washing hands and disinfecting desk after desk for sure. So
0: Absolutely. I mean, it's just... It's insane right now, but um, yeah, so uh, the last time we talked, uh, we talked about that uh, that Closet Witch Complete Discography, uh, and you mentioned that you guys are kind of taking a hiatus right now. Um, well, just
1: not really out of choice. Yeah. Right, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. It's kind of like right now, it's like a forced hiatus for like every band, every musical artist. Um, i waiting a bunch
1: right now, but it's just there was kind of just a scare in the Muscatine area. So we were just like, let's take two weeks off just to make sure everybody's healthy and then we'll see what's up. But we've, I think we're going to also take this weekend off too. So it'll be kind of like a month off so far, but we've been writing an EP and another split with our friends and well, um, we're going to do here shortly.
0: Sweet. That's what I was going to ask if you were doing any writing. So that's good to hear at least, uh, hopefully when this, uh, when this thing, and if, let's be honest, if this thing gets gets yeah. us back to any sort of normalcy, uh, we yeah. have some new Closet Witch stuff to look forward to, so that's awesome.
1: Yeah, we got the plan before everything hit. We were going to do um, four releases this year all together, where it was, uh, oh, sorry, five, where it was the Discog, the Race Trader split. The split with Whelm, Krupskaya, and then we're doing an EP. That was supposed to come out and be done this year regardless. So now we just had more time to, like, focus on it. And so we went back and we had a version of the Whelm split that we thought was okay. And we toured on it for, like, a couple days. But then when we got back to the practice space, it was kind of just, like, it wasn't... We were kind of writing in a rush a little bit just to kind of really have so much time in between tours to really sit down and like get stuff done. So we kind of decided to revisit it. So I'm kind of rewriting some of those tracks now, and then we're going to go meet up with Luke at the end of June and track everything. Cool. So who, who did you say that was going to be a split with? Uh, there's two coming out right now. One with Whelm, which is a band out of LA. They have that, there's that kid that was in that, I don't know if you saw that band. like atypical on Netflix and he was in um he was in that uh horror movie that's super good. It follows. Oh, okay, it and follows. So, yeah. Yeah, he's in a couple bands actually and it's one of his bands. And uh, their guitar player did that Midnight Gospel show that's on Netflix right now. Uh-huh. Yeah, so he was like one of the screenwriters like, or uh, storyboard writers for that.
0: Oh, and okay. So, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, but their band's ribbon, so we're gonna do a split with that them. And then there's a band in the UK called uh, Korpuskaya, which is really fucking good. That we've already tracked those, but they're kind of in a little bit of a stalemate right now, getting their record finished because of everything going on. So it's just kind of up in the air. Everybody's sides are just about done, so it's a question of like when this. By our ends that we can move forward.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and that that is the question that everybody is asking right now, for sure. Uh, yeah. So, how did you get hooked up with these uh, these bands that uh, you're doing splits with?
1: Um, Kuroskaya has member like some of the members run like uh, man, Corey would be able to explain this a lot better than I. But I think it's Circus and Cobb Records, which we've done a bunch of releases with one of the members runs that and it's a guy who Corey knew back with like Trendy Bastards oh okay so he's known these guys for a while that's how that got hooked up and then Molly ended up uh, going to school with the kids in Well. oh wow so they've known each other for a long time so it's just kind of like just something we wanted to get done and do and we're all in these bands so why not work together sweet yeah it's been a cool experience but then like after that it's pretty exciting to like do something that'll just be ours so we just finished writing the ep that we'll probably release at the end of the year which will just be like a single-sided um seven inch and we have some like interesting ideas like how we'll release that a little bit differently from everything else so Cool. That'd be cool. It's actually just listening to those tracks before you called, so I'm like, really, I'm really excited. There's some neat elements in there that we've never done before,
0: and so be cool. Awesome. I'll be looking forward to that for sure. So uh, the idea that I had for this podcast, and this was kind of inspired by the last conversation that we had, uh, that I uh, I scrapped, uh, just so everyone knows, we actually had a conversation. Uh, what was it, two or three weeks ago or something like that, Alex? Feels like forever ago. Yeah, it was a long... It
1: time. feels like it's been like a year. But, <laughs> it uh, really I does. It's been too long ago.
0: Yeah, and I scrapped it because of uh, the uh, the bad audio. But uh, anyway, uh, so the idea that I had was the th- that I came up with since then is uh, that the guests that I have on here, we will discuss... A specific subject, something that maybe I find interesting, uh, maybe you find interesting. Um, I'm not sure how you feel about rock and roll conspiracies, Alex.
1: I just, I guess, I don't know very many, and I feel like that we're going to just kind of repeat our conversation <laughs> a little bit. You even threw it at me, and I was like, man, I kind of don't even remember this conspiracy at all. (laughs) The only one that I, like, definitely have embedded in my brain is the Avril Lavigne clone one. That's the one that stands out to me, I guess. I'm sure there's better conspiracies if I thought about it. Sure. I guess, yeah, Courtney Love one would probably take the cake, but I don't know. The Avril Lavigne one's always stood out to me because it's so, like, it's so just out there to me. Like somebody thought that, or thinks that. Well, they have reason to believe, with the proof that they have found, they believe that Avril Lavigne's a clone, and I just I find that amazing. Or been swapped out, not a clone, sorry, but has been traded out. Sure, it's, it's, it's awesome.
0: Yeah, it's 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 such a. uh, All these are just outlandish, and there's (laughs) when you actually go into the rabbit hole of rock and roll conspiracies, you realize there's so many more out there. For example, I just discovered that there's a conspiracy theory going around that Stevie Wonder isn't blind. Like, uh, whoa, yeah, yeah, wouldn't that be wild? And uh, the uh, like, not too like.
1: I don't know, I wouldn't be, like, super mind-blown with that because of this level of success and talent and everything. Like, it wouldn't just, it wouldn't, I'd be like, oh, dang, that's fucked up. Like, why did you do that? But at the same time, it wouldn't be, like, if I really found out that Avril Levine was swapped out. I'm going to circle back every conversation <laughs> back to Avril Levine. Yeah. That would blow my mind. If you, like, proved it, if it was, like, here's both Avril's. The old and the new, I'd, I'd seriously just, I'd lose my shit.
0: Yeah, that that would be crazy. There's so many of them, too. Like, you ever heard of the rap group uh, Jurassic Five? I think we
1: talked about it. Did we talk one, about this? But I don't remember what the conspiracy was. So I the, just remember the name because of Jurassic Park, and you were like, Jurassic Five. Yeah. So.
0: <laughs> Jurassic Five, they had a minor hit called Quality Control in the early 2000s. And uh, the conspiracy theory is that uh, There's like seven rappers It's like a rap collective or rap group From I think California or something And the conspiracy theory with that one Is that they're all actually dead rappers That Oh uh, yeah,
1: like Tupac and
0: all that Yeah, Tupac, Biggie Smalls um, And I don't remember uh, 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 Easy E Old Dirty Well, I don't know if Old Dirty Bastard was Dead by the time that they kind of came to existence. But, yeah, there's, like, this whole website where, you know, they take timelines and match them up with, like, okay, this is when Tupac died, this is when Biggie died, and this is when Jurassic 5 released their first EP and just weird shit like that.
1: So um, what happened to Jurassic 5 since? Like what? Uh, what
0: they put out a couple of other... Uh, Records And actually, I mean, I, I, I'm a fan of Jurassic five. Uh, and I know that a couple, there's one of the members who I think is the one that is believed to be Tupac now has a YouTube channel and he does like these daily. And I can't remember what his name, uh, I can't remember what his name is, but I know like one of the other rappers by the name of Charlie tuna. Um, (laughs) He, yeah, that's his actual name. He's, he's actually a hell of a rapper, dude. He reminds me of like, sort of like Chuck D from Public Enemy and stuff like that. Um, okay. But like they have, their sound isn't like Public Enemy. It's like, their sound is really like kind of golden age, boom bap sort of, you know. Uh, uh, you know, it totally reminds you of like the alternative quote unquote hip hop from like, you know, like like Tribe Called Quest or De La Soul or something okay. like that, kind of. Yeah. Uh, but Charlie Tuna has a really, like, that really, like, commanding, deep voice, you know, like Chuck D kind of has. You know, like, uh, bass. how low, you know, that sort of thing, you know? <laughs> like, that really, like, how low can yeah. you go, you know? And yeah. death yeah. row, what a brother no. You know, like, I mean, he's really got that. Like, it just sounds like he's, like... He's like uh, yelling at you to get your shit together. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and that's kind of how Charlie Tuna sort of, it, his uh, style reminds me of that. Um, they've released a couple of records, but you know, uh, I think if I were, the guy, the, the guy who runs the YouTube channel, if I remember right, I think his name is like Akeel or Leak, the MC or something like that. I don't know, I'm sure that if you looked up Jurassic 5 on YouTube, uh, you know, you would probably come across it. Um, he's got long hair and dreads, uh, and yeah, I think he's the one that's supposed to be Tupac, so.
1: Yeah, so, but this has probably been since debunked, correct? I mean... I mean,
0: would I would assume so. Uh,
1: if those legends were in a supergroup, group, so surely it would have been huge.
0: Well, I mean... You know, the thing is, is if it's the way that I think of conspiracy theories, and this might be a little bit different than maybe some other people do, but I mean, uh, you know, they, they would do everything in their power to make it not debunked, or they would debunk it to make it seem like it wasn't true. But at the same time, like, you know, we really have no idea what the hell's going on as human beings. (laughs) <laughs> you, know, you know what i mean that's true, that's true. it's
1: just it just dawned on me is the cobain conspiracy that you want to talk about the one with weezer
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: oh um, yeah so that's how i feel i feel on the same level with jurassic five and the the one you want to talk about yeah um mainly because wow well, this might be me because i'd say weezer's really successful and did some amazing releases I've never been like a super fan of Weezer, right? Um, but all I'm saying is like if he were to make the transition, like, well, maybe I'm talking about it too soon, and you want to explain it before we get to it. But
0: no, no, I want to hear it, I want to hear your point of view on this.
1: I just like it seems kind of silly, but I guess it would kind of make sense for Kirk Cobain to do that because he's always hated the limelight. That the one thing he never wanted was the fame just wanted to play in a rock and roll band.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: so when Nirvana exploded, that's when I, like, I personally believe we're judging from, like, his writing and his journals that were released later, that's where I thought his depression really took a hold of him. If you do believe he committed suicide... Sure. uh, That's a whole different conspiracy, but... Just saying it's a very interesting route where it's just like the fame of Nirvana was like so much bigger. Or would you argue that Weezer and Nirvana are like on the same playing field?
0: Well, I think that um, at this point, I would say, I mean, Nirvana is definitely the more, the one that had the most impact on the mainstream music industry in a short amount of time. I Now, I I believe that the theory uh, is that the reason why he, uh, why Kurt Cobain faked his death in this situation, this is all assuming that this is true, um, uh, the reason why he would have done that is to actually kind of get out of the limelight that was Nirvana at the time because so much negativity was following Nirvana from the heroin use to uh, Kurt Cobain's depression and things like that. And also he wanted to write, um, I guess, poppier music that wouldn't have fit with Nirvana at the time. I think that that's kind of the logic that some of the people are kind of like following with this.
1: So just following that theory and just from your personal, this is just strictly talking about the conspiracy. Sure. Do you feel that Weezer would be Kurt Cobain's answer to a popular sound?
0: I don't know. That's a very good question. I, if you've done any reading about Nirvana and Kurt Cobain growing up, you would know that Kurt Cobain not only was heavily influenced by Really abrasive punk like Big Black, Fugazi, mm-hmm. Butthole Surfers, Jesus Lizard. I mean, all these bands. There's countless influences. Flipper that he mentioned, but he also made it very um, apparent that he was also a big fan of the Beatles. He liked uh, Beat Happening, uh, which that's a that was kind of a twee pop. Are you familiar with Beat Happening at all, Alex? no i'm not. I'm okay. Not. Uh very twee pop sort of uh, influenced um if you you know very like poppy like indie rock type stuff. And I guess he also liked stuff like R.E.M. and things like that. In fact, I guess Michael Stipe from R.E.M. was actually going to do a musical collaboration with Kurt before he died. Oh, that would have been awesome. It would have been interesting to hear for sure. So I I don't really know. Um but, the tra- oh, sorry. Oh, no, uh, no that's okay. Uh, what were you going to say? Well, the transition would...
1: Everybody's different, of course, so it's hard to put your mindset as somebody else's, but it would kind of remind me about the jump... With a similar jump in that direction that's happened to somebody else would be like Bikini Kill
0: to La Tigra. Yeah, that would be kind of a... I mean that's an right. that's that's an in, definitely like but you could even like uh, say like uh, to a certain extent uh, bands within the actual bands like for example um, you could kind of say that about Green Day I mean Green Day from the from the beginning were a pretty poppy band to begin with however the oh. recordings on the first Few, I mean, couple of albums anyway. I mean, Dookie and Insomniac obviously had um, had good production, but they were still unquestionably sort of a pop punk band to something like American Idiot. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, from like punk, like what I would say, garage punk to full production. Exactly. Well, like, they could, like, where, like, there was symphony parts and American Idiot, if I recall correctly, and, like, yes. a lot of production value was put into. But, I mean, like, rightfully so. I mean, guys were making how many, sale, how like, sales on records. Like, yeah, do, do what you want. Uh, but the interesting question, though, isn't really the progression of a band beginning to, especially, like, a band like Green Day, because their histories share. They, like, a. When did they start, 90s or
0: 80s? I think that they formed in, like, 88 or 89, uh, about the same time that Nirvana did, actually.
1: So let's say, like, 30 years, you know, like, that progression makes sense to me. Yeah. um, To open new ground. But what we're kind of... I'm just having so much fun now with this conversation. Yeah, yeah, Um, it's great. We're talking about how many situations have, like, somebody made a really good band... And then left, like, okay, so Ozzy Osbourne came to mind with Black Sabbath to Ozzy in his solo. So, like, his jump, even Ozzy's jump was kind of, like, poppy in a way compared to Sabbath, is all I'm saying. Very much so, yeah. Yeah, so, like, that's my question is, like, okay, so what would Kurt Cobain's poppier answer, if that was the route, if that was the answer, would that have been Weezer and then comparing it to other people is really interesting. Yeah, that's there a it, very a lot of interesting. People that have done that.
0: Yeah, that's a very interesting question. I guess, like for me, like that's the one question that would be the million-dollar question for me is like if Kurt Cobain actually felt that Nirvana, for whatever reason, uh, was not uh, w- was not poppy enough for him or something like that, for lack of a better way to put it, at the time why wouldn't he just maybe try and push Nirvana into a different direction themselves rather than, okay, I'm going to go through the trouble of faking my own death and, uh, you know, start a band. Uh, Well, it was
1: pretty vocally known uh, right before his death that Nirvana was breaking it up. Like, they were finishing up tours... And it was supposed to be dead and done. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So I feel like it. it there was more than just like, like just Kurt being like, no, I'm done. It's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like it was a three way or a four way. I'm not sure how much that, because they have performed as a four piece live. So I don't know how much say that individual had in the band, but maybe it was just all across the board differences.
0: Well, Pat Smear, actually the uh, the second guitarist that they had during the In Utero tour, he actually was the, from what I understand, the last person in the band that heard anything from Kurt uh, before he died, and he it was actually a missed call, and it was uh, Kurt leaving a message on his answering machine. I don't even believe that. From what I understand, and I could be wrong about this, but from what I understand, I don't think Kurt, uh, Chris, and Dave even heard anything from Kurt, like in those last days at all. So <clears throat> that's an interesting. That's that's always been an interesting piece of uh, history for me. Um, I I know that Pat Smear was heavily. I mean, Kurt Co- he was from the band the Germs. Uh, who, who are like a seminal 70s, 80s punk band that, yeah. Um, that yeah, Nirvana looked up to, like all of the members of Nirvana looked up to. And so I would suspect that having, I mean, I know that if I had like Ian McKay in my band, <laughs> you know, I, I would be like, you can... Uh, you know, I'll take any piece of goddamn advice you tell me, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'll, you know what I mean? Like it would be, so I don't know if like, yeah, I I, I don't know. That's an interesting question uh, as far as that goes. Um, hmm. Yeah, this is all, uh, this is all very, uh, very interesting to uh, sit here and kind of go down this rabbit hole here. So, okay,
1: and I guess, like, now my other question is, like, the last tour that for some reasons, maybe I can look it up real quick. I'm going to type on my keyboard. Hopefully this won't, like, sound terrible. But um, I know some of them that were on it. Okay, yeah, actually, it's so funny. Um, the, the Hella Mega Tour was uh-huh. the last thing. Um, went from, oh shit, maybe this was actually postponed? But anyway, just reading over really fast, it is Green Day, Fall Out Boy, and Weezer. Right, yes. And not saying that that's a bad lineup, but asking the question, um, is that what Kurt Cobain, how many years later, would he want to be doing this right now? Yeah. I feel like, living the legacy that was left behind with his journals and everything. And like, we know so much about his personality. Um, but also know so little too. You can make that argument right back, but, um, it's just interesting. Would that be what he would want? And then, so also like, this also poses the idea that he's like abandoned his family. But he doesn't seem the kind of person to do that.
0: That is very true. That is something that, like, uh, in all of the accounts that I've uh, read of this and other conspiracies uh, involving rock stars. Because, honestly, every dead rock star, just like everything that happens nowadays, there's always a conspiracy to go with it, it seems. Um mm-hmm. but uh uh that is something that yeah uh is never taken into account like why would he abandon Courtney and Francis Bean Cobain you know i actually wanted to um have Francis Bean Cobain uh play bass in a project with me uh but i couldn't find her email address wouldn't that be interesting That would be interesting yeah just like i mean i the idea would be like okay let's let, let's play, like, a basement show here in, like, Muscatine, you know? And let's have, like, Francis Bean Cobain, our base. Like, so where's your bassist? Oh, she's, well, her limo's a little late. She just landed, you know. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, like, I just think that would be so funny. Like, our bassist just happens to be the the daughter of this, like, really famous rock star. And uh, I think I might have actually, like, Said this to um, Molly when she was playing in uh, playing in uh, the band with me, the uh, disgruntled noise box with me. I think I might have uh, mentioned this, like uh, you know, that it would be funny to just start a band and have like Francis Bean Coben. Even though I don't even know if she plays bass, <coughs> the idea was just so absurd to me, though, that I just thought it would be funny. Uh, anyway, I just thought I'd throw that out there for a distraction from what we're really talking about. Uh, but, but, um, anyway, uh, the, uh, um, uh, where were we before I trailed off on that? Uh, I just posed the question of like, do, do you really
1: think that Kurt Cobain would, with the personality we know would abandon his family?
0: I guess like, I guess when you, yeah, well, when you put it like that, uh, it really sounds very uh, unlikely. Um, but when you put it like, "Oh, he wanted to escape the machine that was Nirvana," then then it can kind of make sense. Uh, but I actually found a website here. Uh, it's actually called riverscobain.com. Have you heard of this website, Alex?
1: No. Let's do it. All right, let's, let's... uh, Hold on, what's it called? I'm going to, let's do this together. (laughs)
0: Okay, Rivers...
1: (laughs) RiversCobain.com.
0: yes. And there's actually, like, now, it's hard for me to tell if this is a satirical website or not. If the person writing this is just interested in this, like, you know, like like we are at this point. Or if, like, he actually honestly believes this. I'm not really sure. I mean any more I mean <laughs> what is real and what isn't you know what I mean but uh uh anyway so yeah this whole website and uh I encourage everyone listening actually to check this out if you find this interesting at all um and I don't know how old this website is but yeah no it as they the first thing you uh, go to is like welcome to the truth and it talks about but what I want to uh what I'm interested in are you at the website now, Alex? I, I definitely am. Okay. <laughs> I am what I am interested in is the theory and the timeline.
1: And uh, what caught uh, me was goat punishment. Okay. You,
0: do you know? I actually know what goat punishment is. Do you know what goat punishment is?
1: I'm parent- I, I do not.
0: Okay, so let's click on that real quick. So. Yeah. Uh, Goat Punishment was Weezer's side project during their official hiatus at the turn of the century. See Timeline. Uh, They performed a small handful of shows in the Southern California area consisting of Nirvana covers, Oasis, and original Weezer songs. What? Yeah. So so not only is Kurt Cobain um, Rivers Cuomo, he also is one of the Gallagher brothers from Oasis. So, what we need to do is we need to figure out which Gallagher brother from Oasis he is. Uh, yeah, this is really. Wait, sorry, so that's true? Yeah, that yeah. Oasis played in the band,
1: or it's another
0: conspiracy N- that a member. Of no, Oasis no, 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 uh, no. Goat Punishment was a side project of Weezer. So, it was the band Weezer performing under the name Goat Punishment, and they performed. Uh, they performed some shows under the name, because if you remember right, if you look at here, they're actually, it has a listing of all the shows. Now, show number one was November 1998. I'm not sure how well-versed, like, do, do you do you listen to, like, Weezer at all? Do you like Weezer? I mean, just out of curiosity. Uh, like, I,
1: I know the hits. Okay. I've, I've never, like, I've deep-dived on a couple records. They're not for me, but, like, sure, the sure. hits are good has hash Hashpipe is amazing that sure sounds so good
0: so this was in 1998 what was happening in the world of Weezer at this point was they had just well two years before that they released Pinkerton which at the time was a commercial failure um, a lot of people hated it including the rock critics that now put it up on on uh, the uh, on a pedestal as being like this really great influential historic album now but in november 1998 everybody thought weezer was pretty much done so i guess what was going on is they just kind of said let's just perform under a different name and do some nirvana covers is what it kind of looks like to me because they didn't release the green album which has that song hash pipe that you were referring to until 2002 and from what i understand Looking up the uh,
1: track listing, and the only one I recognize is El Scorcho.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah, El Scorcho is. um, The thing is, is like when Pinkerton first dropped, the blue album was super successful because, of course, it had Undone the Sweater song and Buddy Holly and Say It Ain't So, all three (laughs) major hits. But when Pinkerton dropped, it was such a raw. Like, I don't know if you've ever heard this album, but uh, it's it's very raw compared to the first album, very uncommercial sounding. It's actually kind of a parallel between Nevermind and In Utero, because Nevermind was a glossy hit that made Nirvana rock stars almost, well, not necessarily overnight, but I mean, very quickly. And then In Utero was produced by Steve Albini, who at the time was somebody that was like the record industry, the mainstream record industry was like, yeah, you can't produce records on a major label with Steve Albini, you know? Mm-hmm. And so like, that's kind of a an interesting parallel because the first album from Weezer uh, was produced by Rick Ocasek. And then the second album, Pinkerton, was self-produced by Weezer. They decided to produce it themselves. And I don't know if you're familiar with the Pixies, uh, but uh, the second album from the Pixies called Surfer Rosa was uh, um, is also highly, like, it's, it's, from that band, it's considered kind of like a classic, but it, it had a very, like, rough, Sort of production and I know that one of the reasons why Kurt Cobain liked Wanted to choose Steve Albini was because he liked the production that he did on that record and I heard that Weezer wanted a rougher sound for their second record because they like kind of the rawness of like records by the pixies and stuff like that so anyway, um Anyway, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh
1: real two two notes real quick. Yeah. So I was super curious and I went to the Pinkerton uh, wiki which sure. you should go to real quick.
0: Okay. All right.
1: there's two notes. It's it's wild looking at the critic reception, how you said it, like bad average reviews, but then the legacy, the greatest albums of all time. That's so wild that that happened. You know what? Uh, here's the two. Oh, My okay. number two was I never agreed that Rivers looked like Kurt Cobain until this photo on this page of him handing out, like, some kind of uh, flyer for Pinkerton. Uh-huh. He, he looks just like fucking Kurt Cobain.
0: Uh, are you kidding me? Uh, look at the fucking picture, dude. Where, Where is this? Because uh, I'm so on... If-
1: Go to wiki, go to the Pinkerton album wiki page.
0: Okay, yep, I'm here.
1: And right below the little sidebar on the right, there's uh-huh. a photo popping up for me on my page. I'm going to pull.
0: Okay, there might be a difference here because I'm on my phone. Uh, so I wonder if uh, maybe the photo is not popping up because of that. Well, oh, okay, uh, okay, I'm got there. it. Uh, Where. Uh, Oh, he's in Thailand, I think. Is that what it just said? says he's in Thailand.
1: I don't know why it popped... It. Well, hold on. Yeah, the photo... Hold on. I'm going to send you a link to this photo right now. Okay. Sorry, I'm just, like, so mind-blown. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. the whole it's... time
1: I was like, well, they don't even fucking look alike. And then I saw this photo.
0: Like, just, okay, like... so how do they... Well, okay, I'll look at the photo, and then I'll kind of... Hey, oh.
1: I just sent it to you on Facebook.
0: Okay, I got it. All right. So let's take a look at this. He's in Thailand. Uh, do, 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 do. Come on, download, stupid phone. You know, I like hate Like, if phones.
1: he dyed his hair.
0: Oh, shit.
1: They, ca- like, he looks like if Kurt Cobain dyed his hair back.
0: It's, it's yeah, he like, kind of does, actually. Uh... I don't really see a lot of similarities in the face, facial features, but definitely like in the hair. But yeah, kind of in the facial features. I, I just
1: see it. And if he had the money, he might have done some work. <laughs> yeah, theory, that's really true. true. Okay,
0: let's get back to the website. I'm okay, sorry. okay. I no, no, no. That's okay. That's far. very interesting. Uh, okay, so, all right. So let's get back to the website and let's read the theory together. Okay. How's that sound? Um, <laughs> That's great. <laughs> All right, so the theory. Um, let's uh, check out this backstory. I'm interested in the theory and the timeline, the visual evidence, and that's something that I feel uh, – I mean, the visual evidence, evidence though, that might actually – what if we go there and they show that picture, that picture you oh, were just I'm talking so happy. about? <laughs>
1: that's <interesting. laughs> the The little gift, the little gift of him drinking right now, that doesn't look like her to me. That looks just – I see rivers every
0: time. Oh, are you in the visual uh, evidence right no, now? Not
1: the theory. There's a little gif.
0: Oh, oh yeah up, yeah yeah right? yeah yeah. No, that totally does not. I agree. <laughs> that that doesn't look like Kurt Cobain. That looks like Rivers quote so, so if
1: we're saying the theory's true, then my argument is then he had to have had reconstructive surgery of some kind. Sure.
0: Yeah. Well, that's that's <laughs> like okay. Another this in a much less crazy way reminds me of that conspiracy theory of uh alex jones or bill hicks is uh, alex jones is actually bill hicks have you heard that one
1: i've never heard that
0: okay all right well you know what i'll I'll have you back on for another episode (laughs) and we'll 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 delve into that one because that one's wild too uh so uh are you down
1: Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, okay all right. right cool. Web- when you dropped the website on me, that's when I was like,
0: "Oh yeah." I'm in. I'm, I'm. <laughs> so it's like it's so
1: awesome.
0: you want your evidence. You got it right. <laughs> like yeah. I'll start doing and like then, Alex and Jones.
1: Then, and then I start like doing the Pinkerton dive, and I'm like, "Oh man, I'm starting to like." <laughs> now I'm starting to see it. Okay, all like I'm opening my eyes. Before I was like. I'm not into this theory at all, but now I'm just like, okay, okay, let's do this,
0: let's do theory, let's do theory. Okay, all right, so I'm going to make a note of that. Alex Jones, Bill Hicks, Alex Christ, we are going to do this. <laughs> all right, Alex Christ, do you mind if I call you Alex Christ? Uh, I'd rather you didn't, but oh, okay. if, you, if you want to. Okay, well, then I could ask you, are you related to Jesus? Yeah, uh, I get that so a Do Do you actually get that seriously? Yeah, it's, it sucks. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. I'm sorry. it's <laughs> no, It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> but um, yeah this this is this is great. Okay, so, all right, we're gonna read this. Do you want to read it or do you want me to read it, Alex? So you go. You're okay. Is you all right? Yeah. The theory. Okay, so this is the theory. The backstory. So we're gonna we're gonna go down this rabbit hole. Okay. The theory all starts on the day Kurt Donald Cobain was brought into this world. I believe Donald was his father's name, so that's the story of his middle name. Um, The theory starts when he was born? Apparently? (laughs) That's what it says. So, like, so Kurt Cobain Cobain comes out, and it's like, that'd be funny if his dad was like, I don't know, something's odd about this boy. I think he might have... Think he might, you know, uh, kill himself and then, uh, you know, fake his own death and then become the frontman for uh, Weezer in the future. Uh, dude,
1: slightly lesser successful. Baby.
0: Turns out that his uh, his uh, parents are time travelers. Oh, um, <laughs> all right, oh, okay, so uh, <laughs> anyway, the uh, jump. Forward twenty years later tonight. Okay, all right. So, <laughs> so twenty years later to nineteen eighty-seven. That's okay. That that's a total explanation right there. Kurt forms his band Nirvana in his garage. And in- okay, all right, I get where they're going with this. The wording sounds kind of ridiculous, but they're just telling the history. Um, okay, uh, in Aberdeen, Washington. From here, the band went on to release three studio albums: Bleach, Nevermind, and In Utero. Released in nineteen ninety-three that's in utero one year after the formation of weezer uh wait that doesn't make any sense it says one year after the the formation of weezer down south in la uh 1993 but am i reading that sentence wrong because it doesn't sound right uh anyway um
1: It done those three releases by 1993. Okay, gotcha. the year after the formation of Weezer. Gotcha. So in 1992, Weezer formed.
0: Gotcha, okay. So at this point, Nirvana is thriving off the international success of Nevermind. Wait a minute. That doesn't... It just said In Utero was released in 1993, and then at that point, they were thriving off the international success of Nevermind. Wouldn't that mean that the success wagon of Nevermind would be over and In Utero would be the new thing. I guess In Utero probably wasn't received well by critics when it first came out either. Uh, Yeah, I don't mean
1: to be that guy, but that was like, I don't know, Nevermind was a legendary record.
0: Oh, very much so. It was like, I mean, come on, man, Nevermind. Anybody who says Nevermind is not a great record, I don't trust them. Uh, It's like
1: almost perfect for what it was supposed to be. Oh, absolutely. I, that's why I like, I could kind of get what they're saying. I I, I could see it. as like, it's, it, I would still argue it's still an international success. So
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: I think it's probably still correct.
0: I think, I think probably. Yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> they were thinking that nothing can stop them. It says, <laughs> so nothing can stop Nirvana. Uh, From here, Cobain fell into some serious mental issues, making himself purposely overdose on drugs, resulting in a coma. I remember that when that happened, it was literally like only like a month or two before he actually died. Um, And there was actually
1: hold on, I am not aware of this
0: coma. Okay, he um he was how
1: long did he go under?
0: Well, he was in London, I believe, and the and the official story that came out was that he overdosed on prescription pills and some champagne in the hotel room and he uh um he was in a coma and i remember that there was actually news reports that kurt cobain may never be able to play guitar ever again when he comes to it like they actually thought he was in some serious danger like that he was going to suffer from like permanent brain damage uh and uh because i mean that's like and then I guess the whole like thing is, is that that was then it it, it came it came out that that was an accident that he accidentally did that, uh, but then there were some people that were like, nah, that was a suicide attempt. So one never knows. Um, so I also want to make something else. This is another interesting sort of thing to throw in. Have you ever seen um, any of? King Buzzo from the Melvins takes on uh, Kurt Cobain's mental issues? No. According, now, Buzz Osborne was a uh, childhood friend of Kurt Cobain's. And, in fact, uh, a lot of, there's a lot of, um, a lot of um, people say that kind of knew about Nirvana at that time in the scene that they were in that, uh, Kurt Cobain, uh, the Melvins King buzzo specifically was a huge inspiration on Kurt to form a band and, uh, King buzzo. Uh, you can go to YouTube and you can kind of look up some stuff about this. Another, I would also recommend watching that, uh, that if you haven't seen it yet, the animated movie, um, montage of heck about Kurt Cobain. Um, and uh it, that actually touches on a lot of his mental issues and a lot of his depression king buzzo actually like uh came out in uh, a couple of interviews and said that that basically was was bogus it was basically bullshit and that kurt never suffered from depression as until basically he he um married Courtney Love (laughs) is basically like what Uh, he said. And he became famous and that maybe he did suffer from depression, but it wasn't like to the point where he was going to kill himself until it became, you know, until he became famous and started drifting further and further away from that lifestyle that he knew in like, say the local scene or whatever, you know? Uh, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So, I mean, you know, there's, there's actually some, there's actually some differing views on just exactly how depressed Kurt Cobain. That that all plays into the conspiracy theory that he was murdered and he didn't, you know, kill himself and things like that. Uh, but anyway, uh, so moving on here. Uh, yeah,
1: we're like four lines into this whole thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, like, there's so many things here. Cobain fell into some serious mental issues, making himself purposely overdose on drugs, resulting in a coma, and attempting to get a hold of firearms. Those acts were put on hold by authorities, although on April 5th, Cobain was found dead in Seattle. For most, the story ends here. Cobain's legacy lives on forever. But some, the smart ones, <laughs> I like how he puts the smart ones <laughs> yeah, in there,
1: it's, it's Alex, I love
0: it. will look a little deeper, maybe to show some more pity for Cobain. Sure he may have fallen into some bad drug uh, yeah sure he may have fallen into some bad drug habits. but after the encouragement and rehabilitation he needed, he was able to clean himself up and start a new life. Rather than ademp- attempting to continue the life he lived for 27 years. Risking falling back into bad habits, Cobain decided that he wanted to completely start fresh, cutting his hair. <laughs> well, well, they totally—he, dude, that, Kurt Cobain cut his hair a lot though. Like, yeah, that wasn't the first time he cut his hair. Like, didn't you see the performance at the '92 Video Music Awards? Like, he had a short haircut then, and that was right after Nevermind. I like, uh, I like how he—they're trying to pull the Metallica card on him, you know. He cut his hair, thinking <laughs> uh, <laughs> his death.
1: What they—they don't even bring up that their faces don't look alike. So yeah. they had to, they're not going to put in reconstructors, reconstructive surgery into this. I'm a little disappointed.
0: Well, and and they probably will. Uh, but hold on, okay, that's fair. fully devoting himself to his new persona of Rivers Cuomo. This this all sounds yeah. so rad, dude. Like this. Yeah,
1: but we, we, this is the important part. We're at the evidence. The Let's evidence.
0: So Rivers okay. Cuomo was born on June thirteenth, nineteen seventy, making him approximately the same age as Cobain. No, it do- what? What are you talking about? Kurt Cobain was born in nineteen sixty-seven. How does that make him the same age? I guess by
1: like four years. You could probably pull it off, but I just don't see how it's relevant. To be no, honest. No.
0: Yeah, I don't either. One of the earliest known videos of Weezer performing was recorded in 1992. Features Cuomo with clearly long hair, much similar to Cobain's. Okay. I
1: did when I saw the photo, so I'm gonna give that one a little bit of credit. But you're not reeling me in. You,
0: you. Yeah, no. 1992.
1: 1990- work a little bit harder. Your evidence is well, solid. Uh,
0: okay, but the other side of that is like, in 1992, that was literally the boom of the Nevermind tour. Uh, yeah, so how would he have done this? Yeah, why would he have been playing in some Weezer? So that would mean Weezer, nineteen. they didn't put out their first album until 1994. That means in 1992 they were playing like probably bars and dives and clubs. Why would he be doing that in 19... That doesn't even make any sense.
1: Okay, real quick, I'm going to ask a stupid question. Okay. Where is Weezer
0: from? Uh, Weezer, I think, are supposed to be from like Wisconsin or something. So,
1: so you're also suggesting he's traveling between... Seattle and Wisconsin.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, but that—that's all just made up. Wild I'm sure. story. That—that's all made up. I'm sure that you know. The rest of the members well, so of Weezer are just
1: saying the backstory of Weezer is fabricated. <laughs> <as> <laughs> well, I
0: mean, that's that's that's. I don't see any other, any other possible like suggestion here. I mean, you know what I mean? Also,
1: also I got to ask. In this theory. Does the rest of Weezer know?
0: Well, the rest of Weezer are in on it just as much as Kurt and Rivers. I mean, that's so w- probably what it is. More people are keeping their mouths shut about this. That the other members oh. of Weezer are just industry plants, maybe? Like, I don't know. I, I don't know where... That's that's a good question. <laughs> like I feel like you and I, if we would have made up this theory we would have done a much better job if it's made up. Yeah, I feel up. like this theory is very loose. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, but, okay, there's more evidence. Let's... let's All right, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: That, that doesn't make it any less... <laughs> that doesn't make it any less interesting, that's for sure. True that. Cuomo boasts on Twitter and other media outlets about his love for Cobain's writing and performing style. He even keeps a book on the subject, which he often studies. I, I, I actually... What?
1: Okay. No, sorry. No, sorry. Please. I was
0: just saying. I actually, I actually remember that. That actually is has been pretty, pretty well known for a little while. That Rivers Cuomo had a thing, had like an appreciation for Kurt Cobain.
1: Okay. So Dan, would you ever have an appreciation for yourself, or you keep your own like book and uh, study your own
0: book on yourself? Well, now who says I haven't? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> No. Really a little weird. Sounds. I com- into that they're the same person. Sounds completely reasonable to me. Uh, okay, <laughs> fair, fair, fair. But no, but yeah, no, that's that's a uh, that's a good that's a good point. That would be kind of <laughs> kind of fucked up. Like he's. Why would you? Okay, real, real quick. Why would you need to study a book to be yourself? Yeah, that's about yourself under a different name. <laughs> oh man this is all this is all rich this is rich okay okay, okay, uh, okay. Cuomo has gone on record with Rolling Stone to say that he was Nirvana's biggest fan he says that he was so passionately in love with the music and made him feel sick wow there's a lot of self worship involved with this Kirk yeah guy. I mean, this doesn't fit <laughs> in my opinion per- Kirkman's persona unless like you can argue
1: okay that his when he became Rivers, he became a new person. Yeah. Like, if that's the theory, like he, he like wiped his mind. Okay, is that we haven't talked? just like is Kurt Cobain aware that he's Kurt Cobain?
0: That's a very good question. He could have been. Uh, he could have been uh, uh, part of some sort of you know one of those uh, mind control programs or something. He might maybe he's hypnotized. But he would have
1: to do that while touring with Nirvana. So that kind of... I would That that theory would make a little bit more sense to me if it was like after his death. Like Weezer officially popped up
0: for the first time ever after his death. Yes, yes. Okay, so during Weezer's Three here. Oh, yeah, here's the goat punishment thing. We don't really need to go over that. We already talked about that. We covered that, so... Uh, From 1997 to 2000, Cuomo performed a six-song set of Nirvana covers under the name Goat Punishment, but apparently they did more. Uh, And then Cuomo has stated that Nirvana was one of Weezer's biggest influences. Okay, so. Okay, so their evidence is just that dude's a really big Nirvana fan. Yeah, that's pretty much it right there. Um, I'm sold. I think that that's, uh, that's all good enough for me. What about you, Alex? What do you winning me? Yeah, no, I i totally believe this now after reading all this. Uh but
1: yeah, uh I I just I had to I accidentally already clicked on
0: timeline real Okay, quick. yeah, no, I, that's fine because I purposely just clicked on timeline. Uh, uh
1: Okay. So, okay, let's go over the All right.
0: This is the let's let's go through this timeline with no interruptions and then we will talk about it afterwards. Okay, okay, that sound good? Okay. Right. February 20th, 1967, Kirk Cobain is born in Aberdeen, Washington. June 3rd, 1970, Rivers Cuomo is born in Manhattan, New York City. New York? What? December 1987, the band Nirvana forms in Aberdeen, Washington. September 24th, 1991, Nirvana's chart-topping album Nirvana Hits the Scene, <laughs> taking the world by storm and sending Nirvana to number one. February 14th, 1992... The band Weezer forms in Los Angeles, California. Maybe I'm wrong about them being from Wisconsin. Uh, September 21st, 1993. Nirvana's last studio album in utero is released. April 5th, 1994. Kurt Cobain kills himself, shocking the whole world. May 10th, 1994. Weezer's debut album is released. Shooting them to the top of the charts and putting them in the spotlight. 1997. Weezer goes on a three-year-long hiatus in which their bassist, Matt Sharp, industry plant, leaves the band. Uh, <laughs> November 1998, the band, but with a new drummer, played their first show as alter ego goat bunner. What? A new drummer. Uh, their bassist quit. From what I understand, uh, Pat, the drummer, has always been with them. So I wonder. If, I wonder if he meant new bassist. Played their first show as Alter Ego, Goat Punishment, performing mostly Nirvana and Oasis cover. We need to find out which one of the Oasis brothers Kurt Cobain is as well, because that's obvious from this. Uh, December 2013, the theory is explained and made popular on Reddit. <laughs> I like that they, I like they included that. <laughs> oh, geez. This is all... Um, this is all true. There's no argument. I mean, come on. Like... You with me uh, here, Alex? So I, I have
1: a, a couple questions.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, all right.
1: I, so, so Kurt Cobain was born uh, born is born
0: baby. in sixty-seven. Born in
1: sixty-seven. Born in eighty-seven. That's uh, twenty years. Twenty years. So, man. I'm assuming that Kurt Cobain was in a band before Nirvana.
0: I would assume so.
1: Okay. So, 1992, Rivers was born in 70. So how many years is that? 22. 22. Yep. So I think it's safe to say that Rivers was in a band before Weezer. Uh Uh-huh. And so, like, there's no... All I'm saying is, like, there's no... Like, somebody knew Rivers before (laughs) this happened. Like, he had a timeline before Kurt Cobain died. Yeah. So, like, So that doesn't make sense to me. Like, somebody knows rivers from (laughs) 19 fucking 70.
0: There's another website that I came across one time that actually had every Nirvana show... Uh, Let me see if I can find it. Every Nirvana show documented with every Weezer show. And actually, it all kind of lined up with this theory that, like, okay, like, like, there were... Almost every show that Nirvana played did not overlap with anything that Weezer played except there was one show. And I think it was like, I think Nirvana were somewhere all the way in like London or something or overseas, and then Weezer were like in Chicago. Or Let me see if I can find it.
1: Uh, <clears throat> yeah, it was just, on it, just to see.
0: Yeah, like somebody actually like... Uh, okay.
1: Whoa. Whoa. In 2005, Weezer toured with Foo Fighters. I can't
0: believe that wasn't involved. Oh, I'm sure that somebody had stuff to
1: write a little bit during Weezer cover Nirvana.
0: Because he knew that. that (laughs) Oh man, that's dude. There you go. That's evidence. Why didn't he put that on the website? You know, 2005. Dave Grohl cried <laughs> when he heard Weezer covering Nirvana because he knew. He knew. Uh, there's also like some actual like there's p- other pieces that are kind of missing from this this website. i uh, because I also heard that another another piece of the theory that a lot of people were kind of using as a uh, as evidence was that <clears throat> Ricko Kasik who was uh, known as like one of the biggest producers. Um, he uh, actually uh, was befriending Kurt before he died and actually was talking about possibly producing the next Nirvana record. And uh, one of the things that they were saying is that it was actually kind of odd for a an up-and-coming band uh, like Weezer, for instance, to have their first album produced by such a big producer. And that... I don't remember where I saw that, and so they were saying, well, you know, Rick Ocasek maybe had a hand in like encouraging the transformation or whatever, you know? But the thing about that is, is like, I don't know what they're talking about because there's a lot of other bands that they get signed and then the record label hooks them up with a great producer, like a big producer, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's not the first time that that's happened. Like, Weezer is not exclusive to being, like, a band whose first album was produced by, like, some major producer. So that never really made too much sense. But it is an interesting theory. I mean, you know. Sorry. Yeah, I got some other
1: points. I was Sure. Like, I'm still on this. I'm still on Sure, so, sure, like, sure. Other things is April 5th, 1994, Kurt Cobain kills himself. Sure. May 10th, 1994, Weez- Weezer's debut album is released. That gives him 35 days just for the release date, not to mention anything that happened before that. So, like, I'm sure Weezer's probably already on tour before the album even dropped.
0: Oh, yeah. So more than, time
1: more than likely, I yes. Did. Act and like get this all together. That's insane. That's, yeah, it that's is. That's a very short time. Not to mention the key thing no one's talking about. The big big deal here, Kurt Rivers. Kurt's left-handed. Rivers right-handed. What's up with that? <laughs> okay. So oh. Me you re-learned how to play guitar. I'm sorry, but like
0: I am can- so glad you mentioned that actually, because. There was, and I believe that we actually talked about this on our last conversation, because there actually, what I totally forgot about that. Yeah, there's there's some things on this website that are actually missing from the initial theory. But one of the things is that Kurt Cobain was actually considered. He actually was somebody who could, who was both right-handed and <coughs> left-handed.
1: Like and it. Is Yes, about exactly.
0: It? <laughs> and he uh. And he chose to play left-handed as opposed to right-handed oh, in inner- the... And now I
1: remember my answer to that. My answer was, no left-handed motherfucker would do that to themselves. Everything left-handed in life is so much more expensive. The same guitar that you can play is going to cost me five to $600 more. No, if you could choose to play left- or right-handed guitars... You would choose to play right because you could save so much more money and get more guitars. Seriously? Nobody, I,
0: I, I know that for a fact. So, like my guitars are so much more
1: expensive only because they're left-handed. You they can get the exact; it, They're not the same price. They charge so more that, for left-handed guitars. Oh, yeah, because you have to redo all that shit. Wow. Yeah, it's not just like flipping it upside down. It's reversing the whole thing. So like a lot like uh like a six hundred dollar uh, right handed guitar is normally like a thousand bucks. Wow,
0: that would never. uh, That I, like the I never EC knew 1000
1: that. One thousand series, yeah, like an ESP EC one thousand. You can you could go get one for like four hundred bucks used. It would cost me like well actually I bought one for six hundred mm-hmm. used because that was a good
0: deal. That's insane. I had no idea yeah. that that was the situation. Uh. But yeah, so there you go. Nirvana. The uh, uh, Rivers Cobain. That was the website, right? Uh,
1: RiversCobain.com
0: RiversCobain.com And there's also, I mean, if you look this up, there's a whole bunch of stuff. There's so many other, like, conspiracies out there. There's another one, too. Did you hear about the uh, Kanye West-David Bowie conspiracy that popped up recently?
1: What would that even be? So in
0: the last, like three years uh this popped up so you know the david bowie album ziggy stardust and the uh uh spider from mars spiders from mars yeah uh so on that album cover there's a whole thing and i don't know i'd have to like look it all up but uh i don't know you'll you'll probably want to kind of uh discover this wonderland yourself when we get done here but uh Basically in short and what I remember about it The biggest thing that's that I remember is that they're saying that David Bowie predicted Kanye West like years earlier Uh, Because like one of the one of the pieces of evidence is that on the cover and this is really kind of eerie on the cover of Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars if you look at the album cover, David. Oh no, I'm
1: looking it up right now.
0: Okay. <laughs> There's actually a sign uh, that says K West. Like, you know, Kanye West. That's one of the uh that's one of the many things. There's actually a video. Uh hold on a second. Let me try that. I don't know just... if that means he
1: Yeah, no, it's right above him. I see it. Yeah, K West. But, like, just, it predicted
0: Kanye West well yeah and there's there's a there's a, a video that I actually recommend you watch uh, on YouTube it's called the David Bowie and Kanye West conspiracy theory explained but right here from uh, there's a Rolling Stone article <clears throat> uh, uh. yeah so Kanye West wasn't wrong to appoint himself Yeezus back in 2013 uh, back in 1972 five years before he was even born so yeah, David Bowie, and then also there's this whole thing that leads to like David Bowie's last album, Black Star. Like he was referring to Black Star yeah. was Kanye West. Oh, no. Like yeah, dude, it's it's no. like it's insane. No, no. I'm telling you though, you gotta so why, you gotta read why, it, man. Why? Why wouldn't I wouldn't David Bowie have been like?
1: Yo, I predicted this.
0: <laughs> why? Uh, why is anything? Anything? Why? Why do people do anything? I mean, you know, it's who knows? Like, maybe he was crazy. I, I don't know. I, I don't. I didn't know David Bowie. Like, I.
1: <laughs> true, true. I, I mean, just. I like my conspiracies with a little bit of <laughs> a little bit of more juice to. I, I don't know. Well, don't no, know. but like,
0: <laughs> what I recommend you do is, I recommend that you. Um, Just read the article or watch that video Uh, or what, you know, just look up Kanye West and David. It's an interesting, it's just like this Rivers, Cuomo, Cobain thing. It's just like, it's, it's interesting. Even if it's not true, it's still an interesting premise. You know, it's, it, it, it shows that there are people out there that really just, um, they create, you know, who, I mean, at the end of the day, how do we know any of this is true or not true? I mean, I'm going to say probably in all likelihood, probably not, but it's still an interesting story. You know what I mean?
1: True. Very true. And uh, and
0: it's just, it's, it's, it, I don't know. It's, it's weird. Like, that's how I always look at conspiracy theories. I always look at it as like, well, it's an interesting story anyway. It's an interesting premise, you know?
1: Yeah, very true. I guess I just want the ones that maybe make me go like, oh, fuck, we like, the co- I'm not going to lie. Rivers Cobain yeah. didn't make me do that.
0: Well, yeah, no. Actually, uh, I would say that it's safe to say that most conspiracy theories I've heard of, uh, at some point when I first hear them, they make me do that. I'm always like, oh, shit. Is there any truth to this? Is this, you know? Like, this a
1: when- little dry. This, the evidence we had today did this dot com really didn't?
0: No, it really didn't. It, it uh, yeah. <laughs> if anything, if anything, it uh, kind of made me think. Well, okay, what is this? What is his sources? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like what
1: visual <laughs> evidence page?
0: Well, I, I just it I like it. how I like how he was like uh, I like how yeah, like you were saying, his main piece of evidence seemed to be. That Kurt Cobain was somehow obsessed with himself, (laughs) like Uh that right there is you know because Kurt Cobain, if you uh, you know if you've seen the way Kurt Cobain acted in real life, like well I mean none of us know what he act, none of us knew him personally, but when you saw interview, he didn't seem like the guy who was totally like self obsessed enough to be like, well shit, I'm gonna keep journals of my own songs (laughs) and then study them, like. That does seem. That definitely does seem absurd, for sure. Uh, Yeah, no. So, yeah, this has been fun. This has been uh, great. I'm glad you did this with me, Alex.
1: Yeah, I'm glad to take. I think take two was a lot better. I think we had a good. I I agree. Um, Well, this was a lot more fun when we could look at the web pages together. And
0: I like the idea of like just talking about you know things that just talking about a specific subject you know like I I, that's definitely how I'm going to approach this podcast for sure so you're officially you're officially now the first guest on the podcast Alex Nice. Thanks for having me. Yeah, this absolutely. Was
1: super fun. Today was really fun.
0: Absolutely. So let's um <laughs> let's definitely uh let's get back on with the uh Alex Jones, Bill Hicks conspiracy. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll do okay. a little bit of I'll do a little bit of research. In the meantime, you can definitely study up on that if you want.
1: Yeah, I would love to come a little bit
0: more prepared. There's but, a yeah. there's a you there's countless YouTube videos about Alex Jones actually being Bill Hicks, and I'll tell you what. I have to admit, <clears throat> I have to admit, there's some convincing, argue- I would say there's more convincing, that that one makes me go, hmm, way more than the Rivers Cobain one does. All
1: right, all right, like, I'll do some research and we'll, we'll meet up, I got plenty
0: of time. All right, cool, and then also maybe we can also talk a little bit more about the David Bowie, Kanye West one as well.
1: Okay, yeah, I'd love to hear more theory behind that.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, yeah, oh, <laughs> sorry, sorry, go on. I interrupted you there. Oh,
1: no, no, the evidence is a little
0: questionable. Yes, absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, Alex Christ from Closet Witch. Do you have anything else to uh, add about Closet Witch before I let you go? Or anything else?
1: No, no just stay healthy. Yes. Um, if you don't want to go out, don't go out. Do, don't do listen to your state. Uh, be
0: smart. And just be... Be prepared. Be responsible. Use common sense. And that concludes my interview, well, uh, conversation with Alex Christ of Closet Witch, Piss Exorcist, and other acts around the area. Uh, a, lot, a really, really good time. Thank you for tuning in. Um, I apologize for um, some of the uh, audio that was cutting in and out. Uh, some minor difficulties, but we'll work through it. I'm going to keep, um, keep this going on. And, um, you know, uh, audio problems are minor problems compared to what's going on in the world. Uh, so that's the way I look at it. Um, thank you very much, everybody. I hope you're all, um, safe and healthy and I will see you next time.